When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys it's lisa from california i am calling with an important question hellraiser is my favorite horror franchise uh we're going to pretend that anything after four doesn't exist i am including four hellraiser in space and renaissance france is awesome i stand by that but regardless if you were each to be turned into a cenobite what would that look like and why since the cenobites are kind of twisted caricatures of the original person, even if you were whole humanity was wiped out. So what would you be and why? Thanks, guys. Keep it bloody. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, great question. And we were just enjoying a laugh over what our Google Voice <laughs> Translate actually wrote out the uh, the transcript for. Uh, we assumed that you wanted to turn us into cinnamon. Cinnamon, <laughs> little mini cinnamon buns. Which would be terrifying. It could be tasty. You spice? We're spicy. <laughs> I was trying to think about it, what I would turn into. And I assume I would. Just, they would, like, morph me into something with, like, giant ears. So, like, I just had to keep listening to people and I would never get silence again that I crave so desperately. I would just look like a 90-year-old version of me. With just giant ears and earlobes just drooping down. And then like wrapped around my neck like Bib Fortuna in Star Wars. I get bonus points for knowing the name Bib Fortuna. Fortuna. Yes, A plus for you. Yay. Uh, how about you, Megan? This was a hard one. Because yeah. it's, it's like, do you do something that's a little bit torturous for you? Or something that's like... Because I was thinking of Hellraiser 3 where it's the CD. Is it that? That's the one from part three, right? It's like it's it's incorporating things that you just see them with. So it's like the CD head um, Cenobite and oh. some of the other <laughs> ones that get transformed based. So I'm like, if it was on that, I would be maybe like a, a smartphone Cenobite. Because <laughs> I never can go anywhere without it, and my battery is always draining as a result. And so oh, maybe I'd be like perpetually uh, a five percent drained uh, <laughs> Cinnabite, and it's like I don't have the energy to do anything. I don't know. See, that would be my problem, and then I'd have to wear like headphones all the time and just be like having to go around recording everyone talking. There you go. Like, oh no! Technical difficulties <laughs> no, no. is the worry there. <laughs> How about you, Zena? Um, okay. 
At first, I was going to say, well, I know that Butterball already exists. So I would kind of be like Butterball, except more of myself, where basically I would just be one that just keeps on talking to you. We're going to talk about everything. And then I have red vines and I'm just always eating it and asking, what are you doing? What are we going to do tonight? You know, just that one (laughs) that never leaves you alone. So like if the Chatterer and Butterball had a baby, it would be a a Xenobite? It would be me. A Xenobite. Oh, now we need to see that movie. I yeah, I agree. Welcome to the Bloody Disgust. Welcome back to the Bloody Disgusting yeah. Podcast, Yay, everyone. Welcome back. Sorry we were gone for a couple of weeks there. I was out of town at a podcast conference in Dallas and Fancy. unfortunately we had last minute stuff pop up and Megan and Dina couldn't record. We do try to record every week. I know that I get messages like, isn't there an episode this week? <laughs> no, no, sometimes stuff happens. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, we love you. <laughs> yeah, we do. And we love doing this. And we are going to do our best. The next couple of months are a little bit crazy for everybody. And we're going to do our best to have content even in weeks when we're not able to do with a regular format. There you go. More to come on that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Howdy. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. <laughs> if you listen to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, back to you. What's been <gasps> filling your heart this week? Me? Yeah, you. No more switcheroonie. Okay, so. Oh, there's still opportunity oh, for yeah. it. Just true, this week, true. the Xenobite goes first. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so first thing I checked out, I checked out the horror comedy Home Invasion, Who Invited Them from, well, it just came out this year, 2022. It'll be hitting Shutter this Thursday on the 1st. Crazy September is already here, guys. Insanity. Uh-huh. So, when Adam, well, Adam and Margot's housewarming party is is a success. One couple lingers after other guests, you know, just hanging out in their house for some reason, revealing themselves to be the wealthy neighbors. As the one night leads to another, like craziness, um, Adam and Margot suspect that their new friends are deceitful strangers. Mm. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I kind of put it on. I'm not going to lie just um, at first for some background sound. But then I just found myself watching it and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so this one stars Ryan Hansen, a.k.a. Dick Calabout Casablancas from uh, Veronica Perhaps. Mars. I know that he was in, you know, Friday the 13th and like the remake and other ones. But, you know, <laughs> well, 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 but well, to well. you, he'll always be Dick. <laughs> Exactly. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, I love both. Uh, And also Melissa Tang, and she's from Be Positive. So um, in my opinion, you know, when it comes to housewarming parties, it's always a nightmare. Like, there's always that person who shows up late. There's always that person who never wants to leave or try to make it about them. And, you know, somebody always wants to give speech. It's like, just go home. Like, matter of fact... (laughs) I'm not inviting you guys over like oh my god four or five years ago my husband and I we had like our first one and there were people who did not they don't listen to the podcast so I can be free um they did not want to leave at all and it's like dude just take the cake and go like get out anyway um I just had like a lot of fun with this one because it it's it's very it has like very dark humor to it Mm mm-hmm 
And then as the night does go on, like things get a little bit intense um, between, you know, Margot and Adam. And then it's kind of like the couple's kind of influencing them. You think that they're going to get their freak on. Nobody says that anymore. But um, yeah, no, it just goes down like a, a darker type of path. But I really enjoyed it. It felt fresh. And it's been like a good while since I've watched like a fun home invasion movie. So if you're nice. looking for something that's like, yeah, lighthearted, straight to the point, funny. I mean, there's some stuff that just made me like cringe because it's like embarrassing. Like I, like it happened to me. <laughs> it didn't though. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for that. So this will be out on Shutter Thursday. Um, then the previous week, I uh, checked out the slasher teen drama, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin on HBO Max. Uh, obviously, when they first announced this series, like I was over the moon, like I needed this. It was meant ASAP. for you. Yeah, like in my eyeballs, because I watched Pretty Little Liars. I was obsessed with, I mean, it's one of those shows where, where it is just like, you know what, just tell us who A is. But I found myself <laughs> coming back time and time again because I couldn't get enough of it. Um, it. It's so crazy that they put a spin to it where it's like a slasher. Um, mm-hmm. Because like I told you guys this before, with the original one, I mean, there was some creepy stuff happening to the girls, you know. So I love the fact that they, with this series, even though it's it's something completely different. And I think that that's why I really enjoyed it because it didn't try to be like the original one. And the show actually had two other spinoffs that unfortunately they were canceled and they were trying to be like the first one. So clearly it just didn't work out. So with this one, like they pretty much went like a completely different direction and this could happen anywhere. So um, the synopsis is like 20 years ago, a series of tragic events almost ripped Millwood apart. That's the town that they're in. Now in the present day, a brand new set of little liars find themselves tormented by an unknown individual. And uh, best way to describe it, it is like The Breakfast Club meets Scream. So if that's oh, your jam, you you might really enjoy it. And there are some super cool, like, like I feel like they pay like a lot of homage to like classic like horror movies not just only slashers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like a lot of the there's this one character in in particular like she's a horror fan and i just want to adopt her like Mm -hmm. i just want her to be my daughter she's so awesome she really loves horror movies she works at a movie theater and they're mentioning like classics like she has the howling poster in her room guys (laughs) like it's everything it's amazing Me too. And I'm looking for posters, by the way. So I really oh. wanted that one. So, but yeah, I know that slashers, you know, they, we both all, well, we all what, know this that slashers have always. What posters are you looking for? I'm looking for like ones that's going to give me a little bit of inspiration. So it's like, I'm looking for vintage posters, but I'm also looking for like, seriously, like this movie has all the posters that I needed in my life. I did try to find like a howling one. There was, I found this like beautiful, I think it was like a cat people, like the, the one oh, from the forties. That... And oh my God, why is it $500? Like for one? Oh my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was just saying just about slashers. Like, obviously we, we talked about this one. We talked about X that, you know, or there was another movie. I don't remember which movie we, we talked about where it, when it came to like slashers and stuff, they don't always have like people don't always have respect for it like oh, that so yeah, i love yeah. the fact that they like really took on being a slasher and honestly when they reveal who this mysterious person was i didn't see it coming so oh. 
yeah it was like a really good time um i had a lot of fun with it and there's just so much to unpack with it so it's like i was wrong a couple mm-hmm. of times and then i want to say maybe like the last episode i was like ah light bulb i know who it is so maybe that doesn't count well i don't know whatever let me live my anyway i enjoyed all the episodes <laughs> there was 10 episodes it's on hbo max right now so if you need something that's a good time that will surprise you because I was expecting it to be, you know, teeny bopper, you know, oh, Jody broke up with me again. And no, it's it's none of that. There's some chaos, a lot of homage, uh, horror homage and stuff like that. Oh, and they do an epic scene. I'm obsessed with Carrie mm-hmm. and they have like something nice that's prom. just awesome. Yeah. So Ooh. yeah, that's that's it. I didn't watch any horror movies last week because I wasn't home. Although I did see part of Silence of the Lambs in my hotel room. Uh, So I've been stocking up some titles that I had seen beforehand because I knew this was eventually going to happen. Nice. And one is actually that I watched right before we left. It's new on Tubi. It's called The Andy Baker Tape, a found footage movie. The last known footage of food blogger Jeff Blake and his half-brother Andy Baker. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Best way to describe it is, think of it like Creep. If Mm. you liked Creep, I think you'll probably like this. There's an interesting mix of discomfort. Mm -hmm. Not even interesting mix. It's pretty uncomfortable. And I think they do uncomfortable really well because there's a lot of it where I was just like, oh, God, this this scene needs to pass. This This is so awkward. Uh, what I what it definitely separated itself from Creep was Creep is for the most part told POV style through the camera lens where you don't really see the cameraman so much. And in the Jeff Baker tape, you mostly see Jeff because he's a food blogger, he's a vapid narcissist. Oh boy. More often than not, he's filming himself doing all these things. And the gist of it being that he he through Ancestry.com, he finds out that he has a half-brother. He's a food blogger on YouTube he's, who's desperate to get a Food Network show. And he thinks that like reuniting with his half-brother for some reason is going to be a really good hook. Uh, I definitely like the play of the characterization. Because you don't necessarily like who you think you're going to like. And it, it, it did a better job of feeling closer to reality for me for these characters and a lot of found footage does especially food bloggers who i i don't necessarily think that i'm just gonna stop saying it before i finish that sentence uh very interesting i saw i saw it because on uh instagram uh terror films it's a terror films production they had posted about it people calling instant classic whatever i checked out on tubi pretty short movie i don't even think it's an hour and a half i'd say it's worth a watch especially if you like phone footage in the style of creep and then i actually finished this a little while ago but again i was holding on to it uh my wife and i finally caught up on stranger things both season three and four yay that's a big ordeal yeah, I mean, do I actually have to say what Stranger Things is on this podcast? I probably don't. <laughs> what is don't. that? What is it? Never heard of it. When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying supernatural forces in order to get him back, which is season one. But, <laughs> you know, Stranger Things was an interesting thing for me because I did like season one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, season two, I wasn't a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Season three, I liked a lot more than I was expecting. I like season three. And, and then season four, I, I, don't, I don't really like. What? It's very, very long. <laughs> it is very long. It's it's very long, and there is so much bullying in season four. It is basically just people being terrible to victims. <laughs> it's like it's very constant. Like it was, there was definitely a point where I was like, I get it's very Stephen King to have bullies as a forefront or antagonist, but there's so many antagonists in season four. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> What the main antagonist is in season four, because there's a lot of them. Like Vecna, I feel like that. That's the, I guess. The obvious. Yeah. But is he the antagonist? <laughs> Arguably, no, I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, I personally think that girl in California was the main main antagonist for me. That was she was the worst. That was so hard. That roller rink scene is so hard to watch. The choreography they need to be bullies of that level to be that prepared is horrible <laughs> and maybe that's real but oh man that was uh, and honestly i liked it, it just it got big it got really big and i appreciate the scope they went for it. hour and a half long episodes like that's huge like they're definitely movie kind of changing the traditional style of a season and sometimes it's going to work when you try something new sometimes it's not it didn't really work for me but i did love season three and honestly, I just want to see Dustin and Steve. I want to see that spinoff. Yeah. When when Dustin comes home in season three and Steve sees him and runs out from the, around the ice cream counter, it's like, Henderson, and gives him a big hug. Yeah. That is such a sweet scene. I need more of that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I am curious about season five because season four is obviously set up under such, with a, such a massive cliffhanger. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more focused on this pretty looming situation versus the the secondary antagonists, but I'm curious. And I feel like I kind of have to go back and watch season one again because there was some stuff I'm like, I don't understand why this is happening at all. <laughs> There's a lot of information here. Uh, so, yeah, I finally got caught up on those things. How about you, Megan? I watched a movie that I recommend you never watch. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, add it to my list. I mean, it, yeah, add it to your list of, yeah, I'm never recommending this for you. I just, like, this is the type of movie, especially hot on the heels of you discussing um, the bullying in Stranger Things Season uh, 4. Yeah. I watched Ebola Syndrome. Uh, this was released in 1996, and I watched it on 4K. <laughs> Ultra high def. It's a Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> release. Um, this is a... Hong Kong Category 3 movie, which means it is uh, extreme in its gore and sex. It's an exploitation horror movie. That's what the suffering was, right? Oh, I don't know what the suffering is. Or the sadness. The, the sadness. sadness it, yeah. Well, the sadness is technically not. It could be, though. It's the same suffering. kind of equivalence. Yeah. Okay. But it's the suffering, uh, the suffering is a video game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a video. It's like a PS1 or PS2 video game that I actually that. usually yeah. like. Well, we'll pretend that is, too. Um, Thanks. This, this it's horror-related. This one you know right off the bat if it's for you. I kind of... They're totally different plots, and they play out differently, and they're stylistically different, but I'm equating this to Cannibal Holocaust, um, just Mm -hmm. in how unlikable the lead character is, how far they push the envelope, and animal deaths on screen. Oh. So... 
Uh, this is about it, it opens with this sex scene like they kick the daughter out so mom could have an affair with somebody she calls uncle um, oh yeah and it, it's like this crazy set but then the husband comes in and then it turns to violence and there's you know he orders her to pee on this guy and then there's like murder and he's about to set the child on fire and then somebody interrupts and then he flees to johannesburg south africa and uh he's a he works in a chinese restaurant and the prices of meat are going up so he goes with his boss to a like tribe out for cheap meat but they're dealing with an ebola crisis he rapes somebody there and he gets uh ebola but instead of um actually getting he's a super spreader like it's he's not as in fact so he becomes a super spreader super spreader he goes back to hong kong and continues it's like it's a complete insanely violent gory movie um yeah i i watched it so if you want to push the envelope i kind of feel like the the sadness is way easier to watch than this this was like yeah that sounds insane i feel like the average listener out there probably had the same look on their face that i did completely horrified by what i watched yes Um, just a vehicle to get him to johannesburg Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. He could have just been like, I need a change. This is the scummiest, <laughs> scummiest character that I can recall in recent memory in any horror movie. He was such Whoa. a piece of work. He was not wow. pleasant. Um, he plays it so weird. And it's Anthony Wong, who who's the lead character. And he is in a lot of other movies. So I'm very curious, like, how this came about. Because he's in things like... Um, Un- Infernal Affairs, which is, I don't know if you, that's what The Departed is based on. Um, oh. So he's, and I think he's in Hard Boiled as well. So he's in a lot oh. of like good stuff. But he's also in, you know, Ebola Syndrome and The Untold Stories. So he's, he's definitely fearless when it comes to playing some crazy characters in some crazy movies. But yeah, I, uh, I think I was you know, definitely not on board with what he was doing. And he was definitely a piece of shit um but i i was more uh perturbed and blown away by just how blatant some of these animal violence scenes are um like Whoa. he's you know when he's in johannesburg he's chopping up frogs and preparing frogs um for the restaurant so it's like restaurant prep but these are these are legit live frogs you see them squirming um wow. and uh same thing when he goes to the tribe they're doing some kind of um like medicine ritual that involves ripping chickens heads off um Whoa. you know and there's a lot of pig carcasses so if that type of thing bothers you and it, it's not pleasant for me i was not not thrilled um don't watch this so it, this is more of like a spoiler or not spoiler um like a warning type situation yeah, yeah. i can't say that i enjoyed it um but at least you know maybe you want to push the envelope good for you or maybe now you know this is way above your threshold don't watch so here's the thing if you listen to megan's description and you're like yeah i want to see that <laughs> you know you know what you're doing you, you know, know what you're, what you're getting yeah. into you want to push your boundaries probably a lot along the lines of the way the actors did i think some actors are just kind of like what is the craziest stuff i can do and they're like all right 
and he he plays it with a sense of humor. Like there there's some sadistic <laughs> it sounds humor hilarious. to it. I mean, it's not hilarious, but like I don't know <laughs> if he's trying to tone it down because there are there are rape scenes and there are sex scenes, and all of them are played with the weirdest absurdity I have ever seen in my life. Like there there's a legit sex scene in there where there's like. It's almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron with the weird position they're doing. And he'll like sit up and be like, like he's flexing. And then it's, it's like this weird seesaw thing that they're doing. And there's no, I can't, I can't even, it's like Cirque du Soleil workout, not an actual sex scene. So I'm like, there, there's this kind of weirdness happening in this movie. So it's like. Megan, stop trying to sell me on this movie. <laughs> John, I no, think you should watch it. I feel like you would turn it uh, off like within I the mean, first curious now. 15. It's a wild movie. So it's one of those, like, if you are <laughs> deeply curious, I understand that curiosity because I also sought it out um, and watched it. But I do know that it's definitely going to be one of those unpleasant watches, deeply unpleasant for a lot of people. And then it'll just be like this weird curiosity you can check off your list. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but it's there. It's a bolus syndrome. You've said a lot. I've said a lot. I have said a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't go any further, except that I'm switching gears entirely for probably a very feel-good movie at the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, Popcorn Frights just happened, um, both in person and virtually. It takes place in Florida, and one of the movies I watched was Living with Chucky. It is uh, not; It doesn't currently have a release date, but it was just picked up by Yellow Veil Pictures, so expect a release date soon. I'm it's probably going to play at a couple more fests. I think it literally just played at Fright Fest in uh, London. This one is uh, basically, it's a documentary that celebrates the legacy of the Chucky franchise, which I love. Mm. Um, and it's the filmmaker behind it grew up alongside the Chucky doll. Um, her fa- It's Kira Gardner. Her father has been doing the special effects um, for the franchise since the fourth entry on. Um, so basically it starts out and it plays like your kind of almost like your standard, um, legacy franchise celebration. You know, they're running through each movie with the various talking heads, some that understandably are related to the franchise. Some, I have no idea why they're there. Um, so you've got, you know, like Don Mancini and Alex Vincent and Christina Lease and Jennifer Tilly, like all of, all of the people, Brad Dourif, Fiona Dourif, like all of the people you would expect to be involved with this franchise talking about it. But then you have like Marlon Wayans and Abigail Breslin, and I'm not sure why they were there. Um, but they, you know, it, it was a variety of talking heads. I mean, it's interesting. Um, but then you're like, okay, this is good. Some stuff I would like them to explore more, some, um, is really fascinating. And then it shifts gears. Um, and, and once, and I think it really shifts gears once we get to Tony Gardner's involvement, because she grew up with him working on this franchise. She grew up with, uh, Chucky essentially. Um, he was either away working on the sets of these movies or he was bringing his work home to the point where she was a little bit traumatized by Chucky and then eventually called Mm. Chucky her brother. Um, So it's it's like I know that sounds weird, but it's actually really, really touching. And she decided to make this documentary because 
she felt like this this franchise she's got a family through this franchise that she never even met like she's connected in many ways to the people that are involved like don mancini and fiona duroff and so you have these really sweet touching stories um through this perspective that that changes it opens up this documentary in a whole poignant way um you know her connecting with fiona duroff because obviously fiona duroff is brad duroff's daughter and before she started starring in the franchise she's you know, uh, familiar. She grew up also with this franchise and they mm-hmm. bond over both in a way seeing their dads die on screen because Tony Gardner did play like a, an extra in one of the movies and his character gets mm-hmm. beheaded. I think that was Seed of Chucky. So it's like they both have witnessed their dad die on screen in film. And so it's like seeing them bond over that or things you never even think of. Like, I was actually really sad when Brad Dourif talked about how happy he was for Jennifer Tilly to come along in Bride of Chucky because Hmm. he, you know, he's doing the voice and that's a very lonely job, voiceover work. He will be uh-huh. in a, a little recording box and way at the end of the other studio, like in this, it's this huge auditorium and way at the other end might be the people there, but he's he's by himself. So everybody's like building families and connections like with their cast and crew and he's he's never there. He's not on set. So he was God, like- that is funny to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never really thought about it until he's talking about it and just like how you can see how emotional and how happy he was was that Jennifer Tilly came along because she has somebody in that booth with him and and you've got so yeah it's I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg but I you know there's sounds beautiful it was really sweet it was really sweet so I really like that doc I mean it could have coasted by on just being a legacy franchise celebration um and then it just transformed into something more so I, I I enjoyed that and I can totally see why Marlon Wayans is in it because he is a huge horror fan actually yeah like yeah, back in um, 2020, I was able to interview him, and okay. he really loves horror movies, just with him mentioning it. So I I don't know. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, it's, but it's, like, interesting because you think, like, here's the people who are tied to the franchise, but then how do you choose who would be involved who isn't tied to the franchise? Right. So, like, hmm. he obviously, like, all of the people talking Big about fans. it love the series, but it, it just, yeah. it's unexpected. Like, Abigail Breslin, I would not have expected her to be a, a Chucky wow, talking head yeah. either. So. I don't know. I think that sounds so cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I checked out Who Invited Them on Shudder and Pretty Little Liars Original Sin on HBO Max. And I watched the Andy Baker tape on Tubi and Stranger Things season two and uh, Stranger Things season three and four on Netflix. I watched Ebola Syndrome on 4K through Vinegar Syndrome's release. Yay. And uh, Living with Chucky, I watched at Popcorn Frights. And I will definitely keep you guys updated as soon as that has a release date. So if you really want to see Ebola Syndrome, you got to order it too. Yeah. It was on Shudder, I think, for a hot minute. Oh, so really? maybe somebody will put it back on there. Okay, so here's the thing. So the next like four to six to eight weeks, I'm gonna be really busy. And when I get really busy, I default to watching the same stuff over and over again. I've been watching a lot of Columbo. <laughs> I've been I watched Hell House again. There you go. Uh, it's gonna happen, you know. So I'm definitely gonna need some recommendations, probably on a week to week basis at this point for a little while. So do you have recommendations for me? I do. I do. All right, Megan, what do you got? You need Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. I do need Rosemary's Baby. Thanks. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do. Very begrudging about that. <laughs> well, well, the reality is, I wouldn't. I, I wasn't going to watch it no, on my you own. Weren't. Like, uh, is it streaming anywhere? It is. Uh, I do think it's on Prime Video. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's been a while. I've had this on my list for a couple of weeks for you. Um, Paramount Plus okay. also shows to have it. Cool. How about you, Zena? I think you should watch Nope. I know you're going to watch it on your own, but oh, see now I have to watch it. This kind of like pushes you. Good job. It's like everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on VO Day. VO Day. VO Day. See, okay, now I have to. It's it's on the list for this weekend. Yay. I know what I'm doing. These at are some excellent point. assignments. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I love the pat on the back. Yeah, go us. <laughs> Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, and enough about what we've been watching this week and what I have to watch for next week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Art the Clown returns this Halloween and is more deviant than ever, which says a lot, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Cinedyne, Bloody Disgusting, and Screenbox, Damien Leone's much-anticipated Terrifier 2 will be opening in theaters nationwide on October 6th. 2022 through iconic events the official trailer is now available online and gives just a small taste of the absolute chaos and sheer ultraviolence that will erupt in theaters when terrifier 2 is released without an mpa rating i just want to clarify that it will be in theaters on october 6th unrated Mm. so you know if you needed extreme gore on the big screen there you go uh from writer director damien leone the highly anticipated sequel to the cult very cult favorite slasher film welcomes back david howard thornton as demonic killer art the clown terrifier 2 also introduces lauren lavera as sienna following his gruesome demise in the first film a sinister a sinister presence has brought art back to life to reign terror on the residents of miles county on halloween night he returns to the unassuming town and sets his sights on fresh prey a teenage girl and her little brother uh, per, the sister, obviously, is Sienna, played by Lavera, and Elliot Fulham, that's the little brother. Uh, Terrifier 2 is a sprawling follow-up that uh, horror fans may not be ready for. I want to emphasize sprawling. This is over two hours long, so you will definitely get your money's worth if you see it in uh, theaters. It, yeah, Art the Clown is more brutal than ever, and uh, Terrifier 2, you can expect some of the most jaw-dropping jaw, jaw kills we have ever witnessed. If you want more details or notifications on when tickets go on sale then terrifier to the movie.com there you go did you see terrifier one or i did yes yeah you have are you yay nay excited about so excited uh i'm curious i I wasn't (laughs) i wasn't the biggest fan of the first one It, it was 
it was a lot. It you is know? a lot. Um, and like the clown stuff. Clowns aren't necessarily my favorite horror movie trope. So it was kind of like, all right, what what crazy what? is going to happen next? <laughs> oh, that got crazy. And then it's like, oh, that got crazier. So I am a little, at least a little bit morbidly curious about how much crazier it can get. Yeah, morbidly curious is, is good. No, I was going to say, and you know there's going to be that one outrageous scene, you know? Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, I guess because the reason why I'm such a big fan of it, besides for him just being, like, super violent, like a bloody clown, is that you have, like, a lot of respect for, like, the, the director, I was going to, and the team, because, you know, he started from, like, humble beginnings. It was, it yeah. started off as a short, you know, on YouTube. And look yeah. at him now, you know? Like, and he gave us, like, a horror villain. Yeah, people are fanatical about it. Um, Yeah, that is, I think I read that it was his, it's the fifth Art the Clown appearance, like the shorts, Mm -hmm. and then there was the All Hallows Eve uh, anthologies. awesome. And then uh, Terrifier, Terrifier 2. So yeah, good Mm -hmm. for him. Um, Speaking of, I guess, horror icons slash franchises, the Evil Dead franchise is back to life. I mean, I've talked before about Evil Dead the game, which is getting all sorts of updates. Um, Mm. But Evil Dead Rise is now set to debut in theaters early next year, which is crazy exciting. It's going to release in theaters April 21st, 2023. Uh, That's a big change over at Warner Brothers, who has been kind of under... The magnifying glass lately for some interesting choices and pulling things and scrapping things. Um, this one was kind of in limbo, it seemed, um, because Evil Dead Rise was initially meant to play for HBO Max. So the fact that it's going to theaters is uh, kind of a show of confidence, I think. And um, I think there's been some recent test screenings that have also suggested that this will be a really good one. Awesome. In the fifth, it'll Evil- get my twelve dollars. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, mine, mine too. Probably more than Yay. once. Um, yeah. In the fifth Evil Dead film, a road-weary Beth plays pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to the flesh-eating, possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Uh, this is directed by Lee Cronin. Uh, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, and Rob Tappert are producing Evil Dead Rise, obviously. And according to Campbell, he said that the three have been very involved with the project every step of the way, which is no surprise because that's also how it was in the 2013 um, reboot. So, yeah, I, I adore this franchise so freaking much. So I am ecstatic about that news. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you get out of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm bummed that I gotta wait till twenty thirty or twenty twenty three. Yeah, but I was really hoping we'd get it this year. I I am okay with that. Like I think if I would have been bummed if it's like, yeah, we're gonna go to HBO Max, but we're gonna wait over mm. half a year or whatever. But you're gonna put it in theaters, yeah. that's worth the wait for me. I'm pumped. I agree. Uh I love that. I love that for them. Um, yeah. So I kind of did you ever see Evil Dead the musical? I, I didn't. It actually came through my town, or it came through St. Paul. 
I think a few years ago, and we just couldn't afford it at the time. I'm I'm so bummed out we missed it. My Aww. little brother and I went once. Um, we actually drove to like a neighboring town three hours away to go see it, and we got Splash Zone tickets. Yeah, it's like, it was so bloody. It was so bloody, even with the plastic, because you know the first four or so rows, you sit with the plastic. They give you all yeah. this plastic, and I was still drenched with fake blood head to toe. <laughs> nice. Like they're just buckets of it, squirt guns full of it. You're just yeah, it was great. Basically, I bring this up because I wouldn't mind to do that for this. If anybody wants a Splash Zone Evil Dead Rise, like, I want to do that. Um, yes. Yeah, cope me with blood, Evil Dead. <laughs> and speaking of blood and franchises that we love uh, and also, you know, Cinnabites. <laughs> And Xenobites. And Xenobites. <laughs> uh, the Hellraiser franchise returns to life with a brand new Hulu original movie. Yay. They announced via nice little social media clip there that it, Hulu's Hellraiser will debut on the service on October 7th. Just so, you, you know, you might have to wait for Evil Dead, but you won't have to wait long for Hellraiser. Uh, hey. So, yeah, that same clip also gives the tiniest little glimpse of Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. I am excited. Uh, the plot is said to be uh, following a young woman struggling with addiction who comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. David Bruckner, uh, who helmed Netflix's The Ritual, as well as uh, Bloody Disgusting's horror anthologies, uh, VHS and Southbound, like segments in those, and uh, last year's The Night House. He's directing the Ooh. relaunch of the Hellraiser franchise. And um, Ben Collins and Luke P Piotrowski, who are behind, they, they wrote The Night House and Super Dark Times. They wrote this script. Um, Hulu's Hellraiser has been rated R for some very Hellraiser things, like... Strong bloody horror violence, gore, language throughout, some sexual content, and brief graphic nudity. The project is being described as loyal yet evolved reimagining of Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic, and uh, Clive Barker is producing. Um, so, yeah, there will be suffering. Maybe they'll have some, <laughs> some sights to show us. I don't know. Show us. <laughs> show us. But yeah, they're on a hot streak after prey, so keep it up, guys. All right, listeners, here's the thing. We're on the cusp of 100 episodes. I think we just officially passed two years, or we're just about like this week. We might there, officially yeah, right? just hit two well, years. Whoa! Go us! Who would have thought? And we <laughs> need your suggestions. What do you want to hear for episode 100? Is there a format, a specific movie, something you want to hear on the show that we've never done and you'd like to hear, or something you'd like to hear again? First of all, be nice. This isn't. This is a show about us. First, I was gonna say this is a show about us loving horror, and not about like, yeah, I just want you guys to not talk for a week or something like that. Aww. <laughs> no. First of all, I don't know why you're listening if you don't want to hear us, but <laughs> but remember, this is a podcast dedicated to our love of horror. So saying like your least favorite horror movie or horror movies everyone else liked, but you don't, things like that. We don't. We don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Uh. So let us know what you'd like to hear. You can send at social media, email, give us a call or text at 224-475-1040. Number is also in the show notes. Email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. We'll take your suggestions, and we're going to put a poll on our Twitter page, which is at bedisgustingpod, right? I say it literally every week. I've said it a hundred times, almost a hundred times What's at this point. I, I don't know what Twitter is. It scares me. Uh, <laughs> 
we'll put them, we'll put your suggestions on Twitter and we'll vote for them and whatever wins, that's what we'll do for next week. So let's hear it. Or should we just keep doing what we've always been doing? Just let us know. Whatever wins, that's what we'll go with. As long as it's nice, be nice. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. I'm from Minnesota. I mean, oh. we, we don't, we're passive aggressive at most and bad drivers. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Dang, throw it out some Let's hear about there. it. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clues into what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? We have a lot. Of, I feel like I say this all the time, but since August, <laughs> things have been like packing up. Oh, it's snowballing so, um, from here. Yeah. So, just before I dive in, just so you know, Bloody Disgusting TV is now available at bloodydisgusting.tv or Screenbox. I have uh, some Screenbox stuff coming up that I'm going to share with you guys. So, first thing, coming out Tuesday, the 30th. That's like tomorrow. Pussycake. I love that title. A struggling all-girl rock band kicks off a new tour, hoping to rekindle their popularity when they catch the attention of horrors from beyond our, not horrors, but horrors from beyond our reality. <laughs> My accent. And it's a film called Pussycake. Yeah, like, come on, guys. Settle down. Let's specify. <laughs> Settle down. Um the band realizes that being forgotten by their fans is the least of their problems. This one looks like it's going to be gory and just outrageous. Thursday the 1st, we have the horror comedy, Who Invited Them? It'll be hitting Shudder. I previously just, you know, talked about this one for you guys. Then um, this one isn't new, though, these movies, but I just thought that this could be a good time. So we have 31, The Devil's Reject, and The Lords of Salem. They're all hitting Shudder as well on the 1st. So if you need some Rob Zombie in your life... Um, there you go. And if you haven't seen Lords of Salem, go see Lords of Salem. Yes. See, John has spoken. (laughs) Then we have on Friday the 2nd, Tiny Cinema. This one will be available in limited theaters. A mysterious stranger tells the twisted tale of seemingly unconnected strangers caught in a series of otherworldly, worldly events whose lives will change in incredible ways forever. Then we have, um... What was that? For? Was it Sandlot? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look at us all over the place. All right. Um, somebody's probably yelling, just tell me what's coming out. Okay. <laughs> Next, uh, we have the limited series based on the book with the same name, Devil in Ohio. It's coming to Netflix. When a psychiatrist shelters a mysterious cult escapee, her world is turned upside down as the girl's arrival threatens to tear her own family apart. There are going to be eight episodes. Then we have The Harbinger. It'll be available on VOD and in theaters. So there is a movie um, with the same title that came out this year as well. And that's um, by a different director. It's directed by Andy Mitten. He's the one that did Yellow Brick Road. No, I don't know if you guys check that one out. But this one is directed by Will Clipston. So the synopsis is when a family moves their troubled daughter to a small town and their neighbors start mysteriously dying, their fear, they fear something evil has followed them. That one sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Then we have something on Saturday. Because I know that sometimes, you know, whenever I'm telling you guys about what's coming out, we don't really get a lot of Saturday, you know, Saturday things. So, um, this is different. So coming on Saturday the 3rd, Joe Dante's film Inferno. So this will be available on Screen Factory TV. Legendary film director or filmmaker, Joe Dante, Gremlins, The Howling. We all know him. We all love him. Um, he will be um, introducing 
a whole bunch of different titles that he absolutely loves. These are movies that you've probably seen before. And um, basically, you guys can watch along with him and he'll be telling you why he picked these movies, which sounds like it's a good time. So it's going to be all day on Saturday. Mm. Cool. Then we have on Monday. I promise I'm almost done. Then we have (laughs) on Monday, uh, the 5th, The Ghosts of Monday. It'll be available on VOD. Um, telling the chilling story of a group of U.S. filmmakers who travel overseas to film a documentary in the tragically famous in a tragically famous hotel that was once a popular resort, and this is where a hundred people died in mysterious ways. So that one sounds interesting. Then we have on Tuesday the sixth. So this one isn't new, but um, if you guys are into anime or animation, this could be a good time. So the Japanese anime animated psychological thriller film Perfect Blue will be available on Shutter. A pop singer gives up her career to become an actress, but she slowly goes insane when she starts being stalked by an obsessed fan and what seems to be a ghost of her past. This movie is a good time. So that. And then just in case if you missed it, the invitation is now in theaters. There's been like mixed reviews on this one. Um, So basically a young woman is courted and sweeped off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is coming her way. Um, And then also the psychological thriller is available (laughs) on Shudder and that is Watcher. This movie is really good. Megan spoke about it like a couple of months ago. It's a really good movie. It had me on the edge of my seat as well. And there you go. Whoa. (laughs) Made it. (laughs) And that's the Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel the same name, or at lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. And don't forget to send in your suggestions for episode 100 so we can vote on them and be prepared to record it next. (sighs) Just send them in. Word. Send them in. And don't, for- and don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Bite. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody.